Good afternoon. It's good to see each one and appreciate you guys uh, letting me come up, Brother Don and I, to share a few of what we've, a few um, events of things we've been doing in the Jupiter area as far as outreach is concerned. And just, um, I just want to read um, a few verses in Romans chapter 1, very common verses we all know, and just want to share one thought about them. Just almost set a, a wee bit of a background for uh, what I would like to say about uh, the efforts of the assembly in Jupiter and, and the gospel and, and outreach. So we'll read in Romans chapter 1, and just, just about four verses. We'll start at verse number 15 of Romans chapter 1. <coughs> and I'm watching the clock. I'll try to be exactly 15 minutes for you. So Romans chapter 1 and verse number 15. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And then verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in Unrighteousness, And the Lord, of course, will add his rich blessing upon the reading of his word today. So I just want to make a few points. It's uh, some things that have really challenged me from this ver- these verses. And after the Lord saved me about three years ago, these are some truths I really had to get a hold of. And, and once I got a hold of them, and as it were, they got a hold of me, that really set my mind to desire to serve the Lord and see souls saved for his glory. So just pointing out, uh, many of us probably already know this, but in verse 15 we read, Paul said, I am ready to preach the gospel. And my question to myself, and I would dare pose it to each one, are we ready to preach the gospel? Because we could hear of, of in, um, Gary, was it? And then we'll read of, uh, uh, where are you at again, brother? I can't remember. Philippians. And, and we'll read of their missionary efforts there. But sometimes I wonder, do we remember that there are souls that need to be saved in this area? Day by day in our in my school place at your jobs and our community our community. <clears throat> so Paul says, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. And then I think he gives four well, one reason, and then he gives three reasons why he's not ashamed of the gospel. He says, I'm ready to preach the gospel. Why? Because I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And I think he gives us the three reasons why. First reason, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. Do we really believe that, brethren? That in the gospel reveals the power of God and saving guilty sinners. And I believe it is to everyone who believes. No, no limited atonement, no select redemption. What mean a universal call if there be not enough for all? As if the Savior passed some by, while he for other sins for die. But no, the mighty work of our Lord Jesus stands. He tasted death for every man. So I believe the gospel is the power of God to everyone. That believeth. Then the next point, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. God gives a righteous standing, justifies guilty sinners who come to him in simple faith, taking him at his word as a guilty sinner and putting their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I firmly believe from the word of God that everyone who is saved here today can point to a moment in their life when they realize I'm the guilty sinner. But Jesus died for me. So therein is the righteousness of God revealed. The gospel gives hope. For a righteous standing to those who are guilty. Then the next and final reason, and I think this is the most solemn reason, and this is one that is that I I must confess I often forget, but I, I pray to the Lord that I would not, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven 
against all ungodliness and unrighteousness in man. And I think if I got a better hold of that, that there is a sin, that there is a soul, and he's heading to a lost eternity if he dies without Christ. And how how can how can guilty sinners be saved from God's holy reaction to their sin? The only way is through the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed, and for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of man. I just want to read these verses and, and point out those those three points because those are something I believe that if we all got a better hold of, that we would look at our communities differently, that we would look at our schools differently, that we would look at our workplace differently, that we would look at individual souls differently, realizing they are headed for eternity and they must be saved. So just to point out that, um, just as I <clears throat> would move into uh, share some thoughts about the efforts in Jupiter of what Brother Don and I and, and, and the brethren in the assembly have been doing in, in, in outreach efforts and, and, and spreading the gospel, whether it be uh, we, we're, we talked about open air preaching and the Ezekiel project. We're looking forward to possibly getting into that. And, and we've done a lot of effort in handing out tracts. We've Oh, boy, Brother Malcolm's looking around like, oh, kind of nervous about that. So anyways, so we, we've tried gospel tracts. We've handed out literatures, handed out Bibles. Um, and just just kind of the, the mention first of how things kind of started. Uh, uh, of course, I mentioned already, uh, forgive the personal analogy, but uh, three years ago, the Lord, the Lord by his grace saved me in the month of March. Uh, just sitting there in the, the passenger seat of my mother's car, I realized as a lost sinner, if I die without Christ, I'd be eternally lost, but I realized then that he took my place, and he died for me, and I simply rested upon what he accomplished there. And then that summer, I went up north to Canada, came back. The next year, I went up again, and the summer came back down. 2016 comes around, and I come and ask Brother Don, and I, I say, Brother, I, I think we should, should try to look into some stuff for outreach and, and handing out tracts in the community. And he said, you know what, I, I've been thinking the same thing. I've We've been praying about this, looking for opportunities, and Brother Don's sick today, but I'm going to embarrass him just a wee bit. I'm going up to school, so I'm going to say this about Brother Don. He's always been an encouragement to me, uh, being a young man, unsaved, and after being saved, just looking up to Brother John, uh, Brother Don and hearing of how he would uh, um, uh, try to minister to his neighbors, the people at work, and spread the gospel. I always, I always found it such an encouragement. And I thought, wow, I, I wish I had such a passion and, 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 and had such boldness as Brother Don, just to embarrass him just a, just a wee bit here today. But I've always, I've always felt, uh, been very encouraged from Brother Don Gustafson and desiring to see souls saved and, and spreading the gospel. So it all started, uh, in 2016, more or less. I went to Brother Don and I said, well, let's, uh, let's look into some stuff. And he says, I've agreed, I agree, let's, let's look into some stuff. So we tried some door to door. Um, efforts. We would hand out a little text that say, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And, and so we would hand out uh, little texts and tracts and invitations to the meeting. And, and Don and I didn't particularly like that too much. We found it kind of tricky. Sometimes we get doors slammed in our face. And sometimes that's okay. At least they get the Word of God. They get the Gospel. But we were really looking for something else. So uh, in the month of, I believe it was November, was it? We went to this place called Abaco. I know many of you are probably snowboard, snowbirds. You don't know the area very well. So we have Jupiter, and you have a little tiny town. It's called Abacoa. So Don and I, we went into there. There's a little strip plaza, as it were, and they had a farmer's market every every Thursday evening. So we went in there, and every night we would get better. 
the first day we went in, we just had a handful of tracks. I gave half to Don, and I had the other half, and we would go around to all the booths and just we'd talk to everyone. We'd hand them a track, say who we were, and then eventually we ran into one lady, and she was actually the one who ran the event. And we thought, okay, this is very good. So we began to talk to her, and she said, okay, why don't you guys come? You pay a small amount of money. It was 20 bucks or something like that for a night. And we'd come in, we'd set up a booth, and we'd hand out our, hand out our stuff. So we thought, okay, this is a great opportunity, so let's try this. So the next week we came back. What did we have? We had a tent, I believe it was, one of those oh, tent things and a table. But then we didn't realize that it gets dark around 5.30. So we didn't, have, we didn't have a light the first night, so we had to borrow a light. Then next week we had a light, and then next week we had a cooler and then some chairs. So each night we got a wee bit better and better. So that was, that was very good. And so uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous. That went on for, I believe it was about four months or so or five months uh, from about November to March, and then they had to shut down. It was only for the winter months. And I did bring up some things that we hand out. We have one of these things. I don't know if anyone's ever seen these. It says, where are we? And then on the inside, you have one of these little charts here. So we would hand out things like this. We'd hand out, uh, let's see if I have it now. We'd hand out one of these things, three God, three things God cannot do. And some people look at them, and they say, can't God do everything? And we say, well, just open it up and take a look and see what you think. They say, okay, so we look into that. It's very nice. Nice track, and then we have we have some more things here. We have we hand out these little calendars, and on the back we have ready or not, or ready or not. Then we have a few points on some of them. They get a few different ones, and then we have four things God cannot. Or wait, what's this one? Four things God wants you to know. Brother Don particularly likes this one, and and every time we hand one to someone, we try to make clear this is. What, what are you getting here? We try not to deceive them and say, oh, well, here's something for you. And then, no, we try to make quite clear what they're getting. So four things God wants you to know. And then we have this one that says Jesus is the only way to heaven. So we those are some of the materials we hand out just for tracks. Um, and like we just heard, we, we haven't really seen much fruit from that effort. Uh, I think maybe a person or two came out the meeting. Uh, we haven't necessarily seen any souls saved, but we know that the word of God says that the word of God will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish thereunto I have sent it, and it will prosper that in which I please. So we do believe that, as we read today, that the gospel is the power of God, and, and we do look to the Lord for blessing and seeing souls saved. So that was our efforts in Abacoa and the farmer's market there, but unfortunately, Netsir comes around, and they didn't make enough money, so... Uh, they couldn't they couldn't set it up again. So Don and I, we came to ourselves and we said, well, hmm, what are we going to do now? We have to go look and find another another venue or another opportunity. So then we went to the big city. We went to West Palm Beach, Florida. And on every Saturday from about 9 to 1 o'clock or so, they have a, it's like a farmer's market or I don't know what you'd call it. They have all the booths set up. They have some donuts and some clothing and plants and stuff. And they have it all kind of wrapped around. So Don and I, we got our tracks and we walked out and we just stood right at the mouth of it and everyone would come in and we just as they were coming into the market we would hand them some tracks so that's currently what we've been doing as well we started that back in october and in november and we've talked to a lot of interesting people there we've talked to some people who don't believe in evil and we think well that's that's very interesting don't believe in evil we talked to this one man his name was andrew he was in a wheelchair his leg was all stitched up or something he had about three different necklaces on his on his neck, and, and one of them was a cross, one of them was a, one of those Taoism uh, Hindu things with the, I don't know what you call them, you know, the white part and the, and the black part, and the yin-yang, that's what it's called, yes, he had one of those, and, and I was, and I said, and he kind of rolled away, and I said, well, Don, I'm going to go get the food, you think maybe I should ask him, well, which one of those will get him to heaven, and he said, okay, yeah, sure, try it. 
that was kind of a mistake. I should have just left him with the track. <laughs> so I went up and asked him, and he kind of got all rowdy and kind of yelling at me. And I said, okay, sir, I'm just going to go get our pizza, and I'll, you can have a nice day kind of thing. Uh, so we talked to him, and, and um, we talked to another man. I'll, I'll mention it because it's probably one of Don's favorites. His name is George. And George is of the Baha'i faith, and I don't mean to sound too critical, but if you meet one of those fellows, you might be well just to leave them with the track and move in the other direction quite quickly, because they have some very strange uh, ideas. So we talked to George. We would go back and forth with him a few nights in a row after being there. And his idea is kind of heaven is here on earth. And now if you ever talk to George, he has a three-wheeled bicycle that he shares with his wife. And Don always points out, well, if heaven to you is sharing a three-wheeled bicycle with your wife, then, well, I don't know if I want to go to that kind of heaven because what I have promised is much better than that. So that's that. That's kind of some of more or less what we've been doing. We have annual events as well. We have a trunk retreat. We pull up Don's nice old truck and back it up. We set up some a little booth with some cups full of candy and tracks, and we hand them out to kids. And then periodically we'll go up to Stort, Florida. Florida. I don't know if you guys know where that is. There's a nice little boardwalk, me and another brother and Don. Periodically, we would go there and hand out tracks as well. Um, but that, that's so much, that's pretty much it as far as our efforts and the gospel. And Lord willing, we will, uh, Lord willing, next Saturday we'll go out and continue to hand out tracks with the Lord's help and we continue to look for His blessing. So we would ask for your prayer uh, that the Lord would grant help and boldness to speak the Word of God confidently and that souls would be saved for His glory. And may the Lord continue to bless us and bless the reading of His Word today. Amen.